Welcome to HPE Live, bringing integrity, etiquette, and excellence to entertainment. I'm your host, Bossman Blaze. And I'm your co-host, Amy P. Today, we'll be hearing from an amazing guest. But first, a thank you to our sponsors. Little Ox Tech, building cost-effective websites for businesses, creators, or even podcasts like ours. Little Ox Tech is ready to help put together the perfect solution for you. Visit Little Ox Tech today and mention HPE Live to receive 33% off your personalized site. Little Ox Tech, a website for your whatever. And by AS Plus Modeling, everything modeling and more. Visit them online at www.asplusmodeling.com. Okay, hello, and thanks for joining HPE Live. I'm your host, Bossman Blaze. And I'm your co-host, Amy P. Today, we have back singer, songwriter, director, producer, and engineer, entrepreneur, and prior Mrs. New Jersey Petite 2020, Mrs. Bethany Aline, to finish up her amazing interview that we started last week. Now, last week, we kind of dipped into some... um, health issues and some abuse that happened in Bethany's life and I mean everything that has happened to her and and you know just throughout her life and her upbringing and all of her successes yeah some triumphs and some struggles but the triumphs (laughs) and that's why we're here we want to hear more about the triumphs absolutely so welcome back to this week's show Bethany thank you so much for being here Thank you for inviting me back. That's really sweet, and that's a huge honor, actually. I feel like maybe I rambled too much last interview. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it was absolutely amazing and so inspiring. And for you to give us some more of your time, I mean, we are really yeah. honored. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And like I said, um, I really respect you two and love you two so much. So anything that you ask of me, honestly, I would do anything for you guys. Thank you very much. We love you too. And and I feel honored that you have the time to do this interview with us because your schedule is so busy. I'm like, you know. I make time for you. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. So, I mean, like last week we kind of, um, you know, closed up talking about regrets and what you would have done different and kind of, you know, now you have the man of your dreams and just working around being a mom and you know, all these amazing things. Um, and I wanted to ask you this last week, it's, it's really been on my mind. What would you say to date has been your most memorable moment? Oh man, we're going to start with that one. <laughs> uh, for me, I, uh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm going to just be honest. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm getting a little sweaty here. <laughs> um, <laughs> When I starred in this really cool indie thriller, Destined, I still get recognition for this film, by the way, because, um, well, I got a lot of attention for quite some time because I agreed to certain terms in a love scene. (laughs) Close the curtains, you know, that type of thing. um, It was really challenging for me to step out of my comfort zone and enter this more scandalous, sexy realm because 
Um, once you cross that line, there's literally no coming back. So um, it's secretly something I've always enjoyed enjoyed exploring, but to go for it, yeah, it's nerve wracking. So that was probably like my most memorable moment. But um, God, yeah, because when you when you do like a love scene, you just have to like really truly commit and go for it if you want it to look good and realistic but luckily for me I had a very fantastic acting partner who made everything really simple and he was a great person to take my acting v card (laughs) (laughs) I would tell you but I don't kiss and tell (laughs) no I'm just kidding his name's Eric Searle and he's absolutely amazing and you should check him out on IMDb um it's always going to be the most memorable time because you know, like in real life, you always truly remember your first and that's, it's no different in the acting world. It's just your method memories, I guess. <laughs> you were, you remember like uh, l- l- last week when we were talking, Blaze was saying how he had to like really step out of his comfort zone and, you know, feel <laughs> up the lady's skirt. <laughs> well, you're always going to remember that because that's the first time. So, like, if you would do it again, you might forget the second or third, but it's just like, nope, you're just going to remember the first time your wife was like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> the second or third, third time, she might be like, wait, cut, that's not <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, um, Oh my God. You know, that role in general was probably my most memorable because uh, it was hard for me doing that and stepping across that line in the field because my agent was not happy with me. She was like, what are you doing? But uh, I was a young adult. You all make your choices and I don't regret it or anything because if anything, it's probably the role that made me the most money and I still make money off of it. And, um, I, you know, it's something that I could share with another young artist if they're ever like interested and they're unsure about it. I could probably talk to them about it and just tell them the pros and cons of the choices I made. Then maybe they it could help them make their choice to not do it or to go for it. You know, whatever they choose, right. I respect everybody's journey. Yeah. Yeah. Is. You know, everybody has their own journey. It's how everybody has, you know, like you had mentioned before. You and Diesel have similar struggles, but they're so still very different. Yes. And um, like I said, it's just a line. And that's how I, I view it. It's a professional line, but it is crossed. And you have to be ready for any type of backlash, any type of unsupportive family members or friends that are just appalled by your behavior. And you know, even some people won't take acting roles that, oh, that says a curse word. I won't do it. I don't understand actors like that because those are not your words. Those are the words of the character. Like, I'm not saying that I'm going to go flash my ta-tas for every role or anything like that. But if it's like true to the script, necessary to the script, and the paycheck's correct enough. <laughs> I have a pretty rough past already. So, I mean, why not? Like, that's how I figured when I, I was 23 when I did it. Like, did you think I was going to make a good choice? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, but, you know, like I said, I'm not going to speak badly because it was a very good film. Very, very wonderful acting partner. And um, 
it was definitely memorable. It was just, you know, <laughs> crazy times, crazy times. And like another time was probably Lindsay Lohan's dad had a radio show called, I think it was like Be Homegrown or something in Philadelphia. And another really memorable moment was being on that TV show or that radio podcast show. And um, one of the other contestants on the t- on a show was like had a foot fetish with my foot and like literally on the show, like sucked on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, like, I kind of secretly like have a frisky side, especially like before I was married, obviously. <laughs> and I, yeah, I totally let them do that on the show, but I can't find the show. But if somebody could ever find that episode, they should totally tag me in it because it would be really hilarious to go back and listen to it. <laughs> That's a strange choice I made, but I'll always remember it. Yeah, I don't think anybody else in the world may ever have a story like that. <laughs> no, it, it just like it escalated so quickly. And I was just like, sure. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, but I mean, it was a nice experience. <laughs> <laughs> how is the mood striking you now <laughs> so i mean you've obviously been doing it for a long time, but but really how long has it taken you to get to reach your goal and your passion and your dream um i'm a go-getter so i'm not really sure if I'll ever like reach my ultimate goal, you know, um, I'm very content where I am, but at the same rate, um, when you're a go-getter, I don't believe it will like ever be enough. Do you, right. you, you know, like <sighs> you just always want more and more and more and more. And, what I define as successful might be a bit different from what somebody else defines as successful. I don't need the popularity that other people crave. Um, I don't need anything like that. For me, I'm successful of my husband. So for me, I define success as not needing a man to pay your bills or, um, and that, that's okay if you do like th- my, my relationship is ours. Like, you know, it's not a community project. Other women that do depend on their partner, I'm not putting you down, but you know, Mike, I'm just saying that I feel more successful at this re- time in my life because I don't depend on my husband. I'm successful in my own right. And I just, view his assets as a plus to mine you know like together I I, I don't mean to brag or anything but my net worth is a million dollars like you know so like I'm doing great we're doing great but it took me a lot of hard work and dedication and sleepless nights I still work on two hours of sleep so success uh, it depends on what you find successful because like you know I'm happy every day but I'm also very tired. <laughs> and I, I think once I finally get to a place where I'm making money and not working as hard and being a slave to the game, that's when I'll be very content and say, okay, I'm doing well. Yeah, That's where I want to be. It's all about the grind right now. Yeah. And, and that, that goes for anybody and anything that you're 
um, you know, attempting to do in life. And <clears throat> so Blaze and I were on very different clocks. Yeah. He is a morning person and I am very not. I am more along the lines of a night owl. And he's always trying to tell me, <clears throat> well, successful people wake up at 4 a.m. And I'm like, no way, because I can't function until like 10 or 11. And as the day goes on, then I'm more productive. So time comes and I'm like, hey, I want to talk. Hey, I want to write. Hey, I want to write. <laughs> and he's like it is bedtime so <laughs> you know it's, um, it's... so for me waking up between somewhere between 3 and 5 a.m like myself I'm with you <laughs> I've accomplished a whole lot by between 4 and 6 p.m you know mm -hmm. and, and basically my list my to-do list for that day is done anything I do over that is extra but exactly. right around that time, right around that time is when Amy's all perked up and she wants to do everything. Yeah, like right now. I'm you know? like, let's go, let's go, let's so, go. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thankful that the beach is closed and the museum is closed. And... <laughs> He's like, woman, you are not dragging me anywhere. I am <laughs> <No>. tired. <laughs> yeah, so she's absolutely correct. I, we're on, you know, and... And there's, it's unfortunate at times because when she's full of life, I'm exhausted. When I'm full of life, you know, she's, you know, I, I still have a few hours of sleep. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, in my eyes, I'm like, okay, my body just doesn't function until later in the day. So why can't I still be successful between 9 a.m. and 2 a.m.? You know, those are my like functioning hours. That's when, and especially the night, I guess, because being a writer those are my quiet hours yeah nothing is doing me and you know I even find myself I don't know if you do this Bethany because I mean you were so dedicated to your studio <laughs> but you know social media and the text messages going off all the time it's a constant interruption in my day and so when the world is sleeping I'm awake ready to create and to to make major moves and, you know, Blaze is just like, oh, it's morning time. The birds are chirping. This is a well, time to do stuff. when the world is sleeping, I want to sleep with them. <laughs> I usually I'm, wake I'm... when the birds chirp, and that's, like, just before dawn or dusk. And I usually fall asleep about two hours before that. I'm telling you, I do not sleep, so I don't know. <laughs> so, so I'm ready to say goodnight, sweetheart, and she's... Turning oh yeah, I, I know your guys' situation. Well, actually, you guys saw me sleep once. I I think uh, I recorded in your studio, and you see me. I literally pass out and wake up and go back to work, and then pass back out and wake up and go right. That's how I sleep. You guys saw me sleep. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like that. yeah that's see, that's crazy. Like, <laughs> I at night, but when it's my sleep time, like I want to sleep. You know, and Blaze is the same as you. He's in and out like all day long and but he needs that it's like he's like so refreshed after five minutes of like being knocked out cold mm -hmm. and I'm just like oh my gosh I'm up until I go to sleep so it's it's a really interesting I could but you know what nap. there's a study to that it's it's interesting that you do say that Amy because they were I remember I don't really quite remember but one of my college classes was saying that the creative hours are between 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. So if you're in a creating process which you are right now, I can identify with that because whenever I'm writing something or lyrics or in the studio, I'm blasting it all night to the point
point where I force myself to shut it down if I want to get any rest because my baby is up 5 a.m. bright and early. I don't know why, but <laughs> and I have to, you know, I, like I told you, we're renovating. So I need my husband's man strength. So obviously I let him rest because he's a normal person who actually requires <laughs> at least four to six hours. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's hard. <laughs> well, I can tell you this, you know, and for our listeners again, I've actually worked in a studio as well with Bethany, and you are a prime example of the phrase, don't stop when you're tired, stop when you're done. Yeah. And I literally seen you exhausted, like you said, where you would pass out and take 10 minutes and wake up like you've slept all night and you're ready to go back oh my goodness you you guys saw me well first off the car ride I, i don't even know what it takes to get down to your studio i think it's three and a half hours if it's good traffic and i remember it being near the holiday and it turned into a five hour ride and i have narcolepsy slash cataplexy and the car just sets me off. It rocks me like a baby. So <laughs> that's my <laughs> biggest we- weakness is any type of traveling. Uh, it will put me out. So by the time I got to you guys, I was nice and cozy. And, you know, your place is so beautiful. I was just, you know, right at home. And I just sat down on the couch and made a bad decision to sit down. And next thing you know, I was out. But <laughs> the artist that I traveled to work there with, you know, her voice was so fine and so full of soul that I I have it on video. I woke from the dead and was like, that's the take. That's the take. <laughs> I have it for you guys. I'll have to send it over. It's really, it's funny. <laughs> it is like, though, that you never skipped a beat. The moment you heard her in that perfect, just that perfect moment, with her vocals you literally raised up out of the day yeah. and you were like that's yep. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because when when i'm in that narcolepsy state my body collapses but my mind is sound so i might look like i'm sleeping or passing out but i can hear you i can like i'm fully aware of what's happening i'm just that was amazing. i don't know how in the world you heard that because you were knocked out <laughs> no that's my condition you guys just saw me in a stressful situation because i remember uh, i brought my software down it wasn't working and i'm like ah like you know i just traveled here <laughs> and my body just was like all right you're gonna go and shut down because that's part of my condition <laughs> you know and you guys totally just see me just die for a second. And then it's just something like music. It's so therapeutic to me. Like when I heard the take, yeah. I just rose from the dead. <laughs> so so for our listeners, we did several takes on a recording session. And when Bethany heard the version that best fitted what she was looking for, she woke right up and said, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, it was It was really awesome. Uh, she's just so amazing and just like a true soul sister that just made that song better than I could have ever fathomed, you know? So that's Wendy Johnson, everybody. She's featured on my song. And I find out tomorrow if Snoop Dogg's on it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is so cool. Okay, you have to let me know because, yeah. you know, Bethany and I share this love for Snoop. I, I think Bethany is honestly a, a tad bit more, um, you know, of a fan. I am. Oh, for Shizzle. Like, anytime I dog, oh my God. Oh, you know, we, we got to clear. Is it is it Snoop Dogg or Terry Crews? Whoa, 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 whoa. First off. <laughs> <sighs> I know there's a How could you do that well. to me? All right, look. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, like my biggest influence is my best friend, but star-wise, Snoop Dogg is my biggest influence because, like myself, he's got a bit of a shady past in areas, and he, um, you know, he's down with, like, a white girl and stuff like that. I, I'm down with Martha. You know, we both been to prison. <laughs> um I, I love that nothing defines him. He's down with uh, being a jokester or being like, you know, the butt of a joke. You know, he is just like so cool in all that ways. But Terry Crews, no, that's some hot chocolate and hot popcorn. Like, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I can't help that my eyes just like go up and down when I see Terry Crews and he's a flautist he's a flautist and you know what music does to me so I'm just gonna have to say <laughs> I'll marry me some Terry Crews but <laughs> that's so funny I you know what I thought of you um it's probably about two years ago <laughs> I saw Terry Crews in this serial oh don't you dare and he's <laughs> kind of one piece like Tight suit, okay, like a like a swimmer suit almost, or like oh. a, a wrestling suit, and he's a bee antlers, and he's like eating a bee for this commercial. I don't think it was Cheerios. I don't remember, but I was like, oh my god, I wonder if you have. You're making me sweat. <laughs> oh my god, I'm as red as a strawberry right now. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I seriously have the biggest crush on Terry Crews. It's not even funny. Like, I'm so in love with him. Like, my husband teases me all the time. And, like, for Christmas, we'll buy, like, spoof gifts for each other, like, dirty socks or something. Well, he'll get me, like, a Terry Crews poster and be like, I know you want to hang it up right now. And I'm like, God, why do you do this to me? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like... I just love him and everything he stands for because he comes from a very, he's a success story. Like, you know, he, he comes from a crazy background and he's all about women's empowerment because of what his mom went through. And he's really open about things like wetting the bed till he was a teenager out of fear and self doubt and why he became so big and strong. And I love his story. It's, like, so brave to tell his story. So, like, like Snoop Dogg and Terry Crews, like, they both are brave, powerful people and strong, you know, overcame yeah. things. And I just love them both, but I can't compare. I love them in different ways. One's so <laughs> sexy and one's just so fine in every other way. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Blended, <laughs> but in that, and he's... Um, I, I've seen like everything that they're both in. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I love them. Um, they're on the boat. Oh my god! Anybody who is listening, watch Blended, as well as one of my all-time favorites, White Chicks. That is the movie that did it for me. 
and the Old Spice commercial. Yes. <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, ooh, my mom was like, oh, Lord, we're going to have a problem. You know what? Honestly, to be honest, I remember those commercials, and I remember my mom be sitting there watching TV and folding clothes, and I'm pretty sure she'd stop folding just to watch Uh the commercials. (laughs) You know she broke her neck. Every girl has to. And if you don't, you're lying. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, he's, like, fine wine. The older he gets, I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I can work with any actor. I am not starstruck. But Terry Crews, I couldn't. I would just be, like, crying the whole time. Like, I love you. <laughs> like, like, a little girl with a crush. Like, I'm so teenager when it comes to him. <laughs> so, Bethany we you kind of mentioned it a little bit before when when you're talking about recording in the studio and and you brought your own equipment and everything um can you explain for people who don't know what this is who who are maybe more on the acting side and not on the music production side one um what is a daw and two what would be the daw that you would a doll is a fancy secret code word for saying what software do you use <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's some, you know, little snobby person who, you know, wants to sound cool. Like, yeah, I took my college courses. A doll is a fancy way of just being like, oh, what musical software do you use? So like, you know, there's Logic Pro, there's, um, I use Pro Tools as of now. Um, I wouldn't really, if, if you were like an artist, that's a singer, I'm going to kind of go off topic, but I have a point to this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you're an artist, like a singer, and that's just what you do, I wouldn't recommend any engineering or anything like that. I would advise you to perfect your craft. If you're like meant to be in front of the camera and just be, you know, a, um, a pop star, Perfect dancing, perfect um, stage presence, perfect your camera work, perfect your makeup, perfect your vocals, you know, Um, leave an engineer's job for an engineer, unless you're a crazy person like me who wants to do both, have patience with yourself, (laughs) but um, uh, we work like two different jobs, so like it takes almost three times as long as it would to just be an artist. You know what I mean? So that's why I say like, you have to think carefully, but if you are an engineer, um, my favorites pro tools, I have a really love hate relationship with it because it makes my computer freeze all the time or it just likes to like skip things or erase things. And I want to throw the computer out the window at least twice a week. I'm not going to lie, but (laughs) The clarity and control that you have with this software is like no other. And for that, it's just no comparison, in my opinion. I've worked with maybe five different softwares, and you're never going to be able to do what you can do on Pro Tools. So for the clarity of the people who are in film and modeling and listening to this, the freezing of your software, would that have something to do with software or the processing power of the, the computer that you're using? 
Well, both because, you know, everything's more Mac friendly today. And I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, I don't use Mac. So I, I have that issue right off the bat. But, you know, I bought enough space, you know, and um, it's all about like, you know, how much space do you have on your computer? Like, you know, do you have like a cooling system so it doesn't overheat? And, you know, you if you're on that thing for like four or five hours and that thing overheats, like you're practically melting your stuff. So <laughs> you got you're kind of forced to take a break so unless you have like a really expensive, nice system there which um i put my life savings into it so like that that's not an issue for me but it used to be um it's it's hard to explain everything because it's like a lot of words that the average person wouldn't understand you really do need to you know to fully understand what i'm talking about you would have to go to like some type of school if you wanted me to like use the actual um terminologies for it but yeah um software uh, i don't know it it, freeze, it freezes just because oh. that's what it does it's such a complicated thing like, you know i'm sure your computer freezes because of the movies that you make you know it's just if you have really good software that's what happens did you go to, to school or get any kind of training when it comes to film or or um utilizing or becoming um a music producer anything like that vocal absolutely like um that? I've had extensive amounts of not just therapy but like training in my field since um pretty much when we discovered my disability in school and um I've just stuck with it to the point where I'm a coach myself today and um in school, you know, their their big thing was helping me discover the abilities in my disability because um, they noticed that I had a wonderful musical ear. You know, I, I have perfect pitch, they discovered, but I could never read music because with my um, autism spectrum disorder, I'm dyslexic. And that's a big thing that runs in females um, on the spectrum and I suffer from that. So they were big on, okay, she can't read music, but she has a wonderful ear. So they were like helping me use my other senses to accommodate in my training. And we started at a young age of, I think eight. And, um, I, I learned to play piano by ear and today I'm, I'm pretty decent. And uh, we also did um, acting, you know, We Spare and Ryan. I said in my last interview with you guys how I give them all the credit for the start of my success in my career. You know, um, I will always give yeah. Ursula and Stephanie all the glory in the world. They deserve it. And they helped me with my acting craft because they saw like, you know, that I was very talented and I could sing, I can dance, I can write. And they saw that I'm also very good at acting, um, specifically those very crazy manic roles and the villain roles. And it might be because of my dark past, I can tap into those emotions very quickly and cry on cue or get angry and rageful. And they decided to take that negative and turn it into a positive by extensive training where I've done Meisner technique method all the way up to being a master upon improv where I started teaching even. So 
it will like just let you know like i i've been diesel ramos's coach <laughs> you know for years i i have a lot of training in this field and when it comes to software i learned most of my work up at factory studios in rutherford new jersey um at one of the schools on one of their many floors. And I learned the best software in the world from uh, the teacher, Will, up there. And that's a Glenn DeVita studio, factory studios. And that studio is so big that celebrities like Remy Ma even go there to hit city records and everything. So I learned from one of the best in New Jersey, at least. Excellent. So using Pro Tools, is that, or was that, by recommendation yes. or did, okay so so did you or have you tried other uh, music production softwares and gravitated to Pro Tools as being your go-to or the, the best one? Well I like I said I started on I forget what I started on to be honest I don't know why I'm drawing a blank right now um well, there's Fruit Loop. There's well, Logic. no, I, I ended up doing Logic by the time I was in the studio. And the owner of the studio and the record label that I was working under at the time, um, I was a ghostwriter because I wasn't quite ready to, you know, work on stardom or take my music anywhere. But my lyrics were baller and I was working on engineering still. And they liked my work so much that they were like, you could go a lot farther with this other software. And I'm like, oh, I don't have the money for that because it's okay. very expensive. And unlike other softwares, you can't just flat out own it. It's a monthly subscription that's very expensive. So if you're not using it, like, <laughs> like you have to use it or else you're throwing lots of money out the window every month. But they heard my work and encouraged me to learn this other software. And since I was working for the company and under a label, like I, I said in my last interview, I was almost signed to Death Jam. So they give you like a trial period. And um, Glenn DeVita was sponsoring me and paid for my schooling. And I learned this incredible software. And there's still so much to learn because you know, it changes all the time. There's still upgrades. So I still have to go to school and take the classes that they give you on their upgrades. So I'm kind of always in training, if you think about it. But um, yeah, th like I said, there's just no other software comparable. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> You'll never have the complete musical control that I have. I can literally change notes of people's voices and stuff. I think you know that you're always in training and I think yeah. that that's for anybody who is doing anything in life and wants to remain successful I mean just because you make it to a certain point doesn't mean that's when you stop and the industry and technology and programs they are evolving all the time and you know I've seen Blaze buy a brand new piece of equipment and it's like the latest thing and then like three months later that's why I just say don't compare yourself to somebody else's work or like like what else is coming out next just 
focus on your craft and making it the best you can with what you have. And I also always say that it's not ever a bad thing to collaborate or ask for help or save up a few bucks one month and ask somebody to, you know, you don't want to collaborate, but you can pay them for work to tweak it and engineer it. And you can just give them credit, but it can still be your work. You know, you can always outsource. And that's not a bad thing asking for help if you don't truly got it. Like me, for example, I do 90% of my own musical content. However, I am a terrible drummer and a beat maker. And I don't care. I'm not good at it. We're not good at everything, right? I usually always pay somebody, usually, not always, but usually. Now, Bethany, you have, I mean, it seems like you've already reached the stars when it comes to your career, but with, where else? I know that you said before that you're never, never going to feel satisfied. So what does that look like to you? Where would you eventually like to see your career go? Well, I'm already in movies and I make music for a living and I'm in a mansion in the most highest property tax state. I feel very satisfied. I'm a former beauty queen and state title holder last year. So I'd say like, I'm living it up. Like I do wish very much one day to do concerts or have my music air on the radio a little bit more once I make like radio quality music and not movie content. You know, so when I have like my album completed, I would like to promote my material more and maybe create a name for myself because I do wish to remain independent because I make more money and on my music per stream or per sale. But I would definitely need the help of a major record label one day if my fan base actually grew. But I'm really content doing exactly as I am. You know, it's if this is it, this is okay for me. I love my life today. I'm literally so fine right now and at peace with the way things are. And there's like many types of people I work with. I'm never bored because I travel to different places. No project is exactly the same, but it's all familiar. And so I know what I'm doing. I define success differently than other people. It's not a popularity contest to me. I'm successful already. So if the fan base grows, that would just be a plus. Well, I believe it's when <laughs> it grows because exactly. I can see that. Happen. Yeah, it, it's it's about enjoying exactly. the moment. We spend our lives slaving away, and oh, when when I get older, I'll retire and I'll go on that vacation. No, like go on that vacation now when your legs are good and like when you can. Like, you know, and I understand, like, you know, we all want to, like, save for the future and stuff. But, you know, you have to weed out some reasonable stuff. You need life experiences. So I'm all about enjoying the moment in life because I really had a rough past. I want to enjoy some of this because I don't know if I cut my life a little short doing some of the things I already done in my past that I can't change. So I am very content in the now, and that's what it's truly about. I'm safe. I'm healthy. I'm not a victim to any type of abuse. I I make money. I can provide for my family, and my husband can sure provide for the family. So together, we're just a powerhouse, and 
it's a blessing. You just got to look at life and make what you have and envision yourself wherever you want to be. And then that's where you are. And like, you can make it happen. You just have to like make the steps to it happen. So if I want, if I want my career to grow, which I just recently started looking into, I think, I don't remember if it was this show or last show, but I'm looking into promotion and stuff like that. And a publicist now, and I might do it, but uh, there's like a lot of COVID restrictions and stuff. So I don't really know if right now is the time where I want to try to push my music and not have any concerts and stuff. Like what's going to go on? I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that it's it's, it's kind of funny that I have this crazy life and I go into hiding for like eight years and then I decide to release my music and poof, COVID. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I mean, Jason and I have talked about COVID hit, and I think for anybody in the world, wherever you're at, you know, um, you get so wrapped up in the game, and COVID has given us a chance to step back and evaluate our companies, reevaluate our lives, reevaluate our family, even, and decide really what's important. What do we need to do to change, to be better, to be ahead? Um, and so as tough as it is, in a lot of ways, COVID is, a, I see it for myself personally as a blessing. And I hope that I'm mm-hmm. not hurting anybody by saying that because I know friends and family and loved yeah. ones have been lost, you know, but right now, all I can do all day is to thank God that we are here. We have people like or hear your struggle, your sharing experiences. And this is for me a beautiful time in my life where I can reflect and just know. Oh, amen to that though. I, I totally yeah. hear you because um yeah. other than the whole concerts and physical being on set, because you know, for the entertainment industry, it's been rough. Us actors and musicians have had it really, really rough for the past year and a half. But in a way, I see, you know, I think I said something like that to you before in a prior conversation saying um, that it gave me the time to really work on everything. You know, I I have a new house, a huge house, and I have um, an album that I'm in the midst of, like, getting all the music ready for music videos and stuff. So, in a way, yeah, it's a total blessing and gives you time to reflect on your own life and what really matters. I don't know about you, Amy, but I developed a big deal of self-worth during this time. Yes. (laughs) And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's, for me, giving me an opportunity, you know, to evaluate who my friends are and to realize that That's family true. is not always blood and Girl. To see those people moment pause and say, you know what, <laughs> this is my brother that from another mother who has been there for me, you know, pushing me to do great. I see my husband and, and like, no matter what you got to do this, this is amazing. And you know, that I, I, come from a past where that's not really yeah. a thing for me and right now and you know what honestly I think I'm at a time in my life in an age in my life I'm in my mid-30s and so I see the world a lot differently than I did 10 years ago 
And for me right now, I don't I don't know that I would appreciate what I appreciate if COVID were happening when I was. Yes. I really no. don't. I would be selfish and like, I can do what I want. And now I'm like, you know what? God, thank you that we're here every day safe. And he has just continued to cover us and mm-hmm. bless us and keep us healthy. You know, friends and family around us who are getting COVID and hospitalized and some yep. are blessed enough to see oh, yeah. and some aren't. It's so. It's been, um, it's a surreal experience, uh, this whole thing. And, you know, I try to turn every negative into a positive, you know, that's my forte. You know, I, I will never let anything get me down. So it's like the best I can do now is just like reflect and collect. That's what it is. And, you know, like right now, you know, the companies that are starting up, like, you know, you and Blaze are, you know, kicking butt out there. And I'm just so happy to be a part of everything. And Diesel is just taking this with in stride. And I, I you know, I work around go-getters. And that's what's important is like not losing yourself during this time. It's okay to be grateful and take a step back and like, look, but never lose that stamina. Keep yourself busy. And that's, what's really, really important because a lot of us are out of work and we need to get creative, but it's a good time to get creative and entertainment right now is kind of all we have. If you think about it, (laughs) it's all we have left right now. So um, I think it's important for artists to not give up just because the concerts and the live entertainment isn't exactly there because we live in a technical world today. So there's other avenues that we can take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, we've uh, dipped in already to who who are some of your big influences, but past that, can you tell us who are some of your biggest and best supporters? And on the other hand, who are some people in your life that have supported you? The Ouch! Least? That question hurts. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, all right. Well, my biggest supporters are. Obviously, I mentioned my incredible husband who deserves a vacation and award for putting up with my crazy ass. Um, (laughs) I don't know how he deals with me and the million demands and tasks that I have and like, you know, the work that I do. He's just like never jealous, always like, yep, you go, girl. You know, he's just there for me no matter what. And the support that I have seen from him I've never seen from anybody in my life and it's so it's so supportive that I'm not even sure if I like could be as supportive back I try my hardest but like that's how amazing he is and with that being said my (laughs) this is kind of funny but my ex sugar daddy that I was talking about earlier um he he was always very supportive and my godfather was always supportive and my best friend diesel probably like the second most supportive person in my life because when I stopped acting for a while to focus on bettering my life and doing the rehab and I did my time in prison like I'm telling you the day I came home he was in my inbox like, oh, I got an audition for you. And I'm like, damn, I didn't even like settle in and get a job yet. Like, hold on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like that's a real friend right there. And, 
to just be like, I'm never going right. to let you give up. Like you're too talented not to like, you know, like that is support that my own parents didn't give me like, you know, and, um, the actress that plays in all of my music videos, she doesn't want her real name out there, but we'll call her Meow Ma because she's a cat and she's a big support of mine. She's a lifelong friend and I love her with all my heart and for her to mask herself and put herself in all my videos, but not want any fame and attention. That's just like amazing. It's like, that's so supportive because she doesn't even want any of this, but she's like, yeah, I got you girl. Cause <laughs> she's supportive. <laughs> and um, Glenn DeVita for the uh, company I used okay. to work for, you know, no, no love is lost. Nothing like that. Like, you know, we just went our separate ways, but um, what a supportive man and somebody I love with all my heart. And my son Maverick thinks I'm pretty cool too. Yeah, he's always like sick Aww. by A line. And I'm like, that's rated R. You can't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can add my dad to that list, I guess. Like he is a musical genius himself and probably where I get my craft from, but he thinks I'm a Martian and the weirdest person in the world. <laughs> I love him to death and I'll always appreciate him. But um, I have like some hometown friends, you know, like from the town I grew up in in Cape May. But I see you and I hear you and I love you all. But the ones I mentioned above, I wouldn't even be doing this again if it wasn't for them all bugging me. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's good that you have people like that. Yeah. People that's encouraging. And good now they have your back. You know, like you said, said on the last interview, you know, sometimes, you know, our direction might be a little different. You know, we have we have a common destiny, but different ways of trying to get there. And you have people in your life that, girl, whichever way you want to mm -hmm. go, go ahead. We're right here with you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Really good. But, you know, you did ask me the dun, 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 the sad part of that question. So I'll finish it. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> You know, there's also a lack of support in my life. And um, that's a big thing. And I want to say that because if there's any listeners or fans out there, me too. <laughs> you know, so the people who support me the least are obviously my bullies. And oh, yes, even at my age. Yes. Guess what, kids? When you turn 30, you're still going to have bullies if you're doing your thing. <laughs> so as a public figure, yes, I have a hard time with um, people like attacking me, especially when I was in the pageant. Jeez. Oh, my God. And <laughs> the question for me hits deeply because I'm one of those artists that do not have their family's support like whatsoever. Like I'm always the forgotten one. I my kids birthdays are forgotten. Um, when I was around my family, I was always wrong or not valued, not respected. So I guess it's fair to say, like, I come from a family where there's like a lot of micromanaging and verbal, physical abuse, as I explained earlier. And um, if you get educated, it's not congratulated, it's tested. If I had to, you know, go out after an experience. Um <sighs> you know, like going out to prison or like rehab, like I never had any support. I was all alone during those experiences. Like the only support I had was from my husband. 
And um, I'll never forget that because like when you're in those dark places, you kind of remember who turned away from you. And I'm not going to put my family's like whole business out there, but there was a lot of things that I got caught for that they didn't. So like, you know, you can show me what to do, but not how to undo it. It's it's unsupportive and it's sad because like I've been in over 30 productions, probably more. My family has never been to one single movie premiere, not one. And I won wow. music awards for my music video. I didn't put even one penny of promotion into it. I won three music awards, two from one festival, and I just got another one the other day nobody said one word about it because I don't know if it's like jealousy. Um, I don't know if it's because they're scared because like I said, we grew up in hell and I don't know if they're afraid that I might uh, tell some of the family secrets that are very painful for them. I don't know what it is, but what I do know is I'm not going to waste my life trying to wish it was different or figure out why because that's not reality what is realistic is that I don't have supportive siblings and I have a mother that was abusive and you know um, I deal with those type of struggles because my mother committed suicide and um, I felt like a very big lack of support at that time because I was a new mother when she did it and you have to just like realize that other people are going through their own battles and it's sometimes it's not all about you. So you just have to right. take it for what it is and work with what you have. And what I do have is self-love. I'm my own best friend. I have a really supportive husband. I have two amazing kids. If you don't want to be in their life, screw you. They're amazing. You're missing out. You know, <laughs> that's just how I feel. And I don't want, what they have and I don't want their mentality and I'm nothing like them. So if I don't want to be like you and you're not paying my bills and you're not adding positivity in my life, you got to go. Cause I already been past that. I'm a queen. Like, remember I rose up to the point That's of being right. a queen. So I'm not going to say I forgot where I came from, but yeah, you're right. I did. I don't identify with that person anymore because I don't think like that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's really good. And and I, to all of uh, <laughs> Bethany A-Line haters, even, even with the uh, beauty pageant, she won. Okay, she won. So if you're hating... Oh, I know. Stand by and I think it's funny tell. when anybody comes out of yeah. beauty pageant, Queen. Yeah. Like, you should know we're the meanest girls in the world. Just some of us are up front a little bit more about it. Like, I'm the Jersey <laughs> Queen. You got to know I'm the meanest of them all. <laughs> no, I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I'm a bull, baby. But you know what I gotta say to your No, my haters, I'm like, thank you. You're my biggest fans of all. You're the ones that talk about me. You're the ones that hype me up. You're the ones that follow and unfollow and unfollow, getting the algorithms going. Go girl, hate, hate on great. Please do. I encourage it. You know, you know what they don't you know what they don't understand too, Bethany, for for people that are really go getters, entrepreneurs, I mean it, it's 
it fuels you. It fires you up. You know that <laughs> your haters are there, and they just kind of isn't it sad? You fail. And they it's so sad. Fuck. But you know, listen, listen. I was in it prison. Is, Let's talk about this. I was in prison six years ago, and I had no job, and I had lost everything. I lost my first house. And I lost my credit. And, you know, like when your house goes into foreclosure and everything, it takes a while for you to build that stamina back and you have to have a job steadily for two and a half years. Yeah, I live in a mansion true. now and my net worth is what it is. So it's like, I'd be jealous on me too. How there did you, you do it? How did you crawl in a hole deeper than the cleats <laughs> on my soccer field? And now you are all the way up there. I could teach you, but I have to charge. <laughs> And you know what? They and, and a lot of times, they're still where they were when you left. Look, uh, it's just half of the people that hate on you. It's because they came at you and you put them in their place, and they can't take that because they can't. They're too cowardly to just say, "Hey, I right. spoke out of context." Now, a person that can say that, keep that person. That person's a real friend. Now. Secondly, they already know your lows and they think, well, why not me? And maybe you had the confidence to do what they always wanted to do. And that's, I honestly believe that's what hating is because like, it's like Bambi. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Like, do we really have to go back to thumper days? Like, I don't know what's wrong with the people on the internet, but I don't have time for haters. And I'm like, you're in pain and you're hurting so bad that you're attacking me on this bright, beautiful, sunny day. The Lord's day. Goodbye. Like, but with that being said, I'm a Jersey girl. I'm yeah. the true Jersey girl. And like, um, you know, I was a little too spicy for the pageant. I'm not going to lie because I will clap back. Don't mistake the kindness for weakness because I'll put anybody in their place. I'll check you, but I'll let you fight a little bit first. <laughs> you know? But <laughs> you think you got something, right? Uh, Bethany, what words of advice would you have for anyone who is sharing the same passion and who is dreaming or striving? Well, if you're competition, you, you better watch today? it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but that really. <laughs> That's, that's number one. That's the first Start, one um, just worry about yourself and not people pleasing the ones around you that would never put in the same effort for you. And I know that that sounds really selfish, but think about it. Like you need to get real with the program. If you are bending over backwards, doing all these favors for somebody and you start to notice like, hmm, are they pushing for me at the same rate? You need to like open your eyes and get smart because this People don't care about your time or your youth. And one day you're going to grow up. If you're a child, like that's going to listen to this. I hope not. But um, it, like you'll grow up so fast and like your legacy will be <laughs> over. So I just say that, you know, don't waste your youth. Worry about yourself. Stay in your lane without hurting others. Be kind to people. And it's okay to not allow yourself to be victimized by blood or people with power in this industry. You know, don't snake people, but protect what's yours and give credit when it's due. Use your manners, accept advice, and actually consider those wise words of advice from people that actually have the experience. 
you know, and do not wait on a miracle. It's fairly simple. If you want it, the time is actually now go. Don't, don't wait on these miracles. You have to create the opportunities for you to receive these miracles. Like I am a firm believer in the good Lord, but I can honestly say that when I was a kid going through all those abuses and struggles, I was waiting and waiting on the miracle to happen. But it wasn't until I was in rehab and was like, you know what, Lord, I ended up here and I prayed. I think you did this and you work on yourself. You know, that's the miracle, like the opportunity. So you have to create opportunities and let the miracle happen and receive it. And. Yep. And it is, it's said that. And I also believe in like the mist of things, two or more gathered. You know, this is an industry where you cannot be a one man show and you need to accept the help of others. Not everyone, your team, a team that you trust, the people that are right for you. And when somebody's starting to back out, trust the process and ask yourself, am I giving them what they deserve, the credit they deserve. Like, how can we work this out? Or, okay, God moved them out of the way. They're not right for this project. Like, you know, just no hard feelings. In this industry, my advice is just like, really worry about yourself. Don't have hard feelings when people get flaky because we're in a weird time. Stay in your lane, give credit, protect your craft and focus on you and, you know, Always do something every day so that you're actively growing and doing something. You know, enjoy some of your legacy because life is so fast. I promise you yesterday I was 15 years old and today I'm, I'm like, I'm a whole adult with two kids and a husband. I don't even know how this happened. (laughs) You know, it goes so fast, but if you do it now, and create the opportunities. And if you actually have a supportive family, like you're blessed and so lucky and embrace that. Like you could be a queen. That's what I want to tell people. That's so beautiful. Well, that's that's, that's great you. advice. I'm going to tell, I don't want to be a queen, but I'm going to take that <laughs> advice. <laughs> well, it's... it's been a blast i really enjoyed having you thank you so much on the show um boy i wish we could have that again i know that <laughs> time is coming you have a lot going on you have a lot of great things going on you have big goals big achievements you're working on some amazing projects and and I, we do want to keep up with you all righty see how that's going <laughs> so um well, before we close out, can you tell our listeners? I sure uh, can. So you can find on. me on any and all platforms under Bethany A Line or Bethany underscore A Line. Yep. <laughs> awesome. That is so nice and easy. <laughs> well, Bethany, thank you so much. I hope that we can get you on um, the show again, you know, maybe in the next couple months. Because we have some really big major things going on. I would love to touch base. And I want to know. <laughs> I know. It's supposed to find yes. out. And they pushed it back. So I, it was tomorrow <laughs> last week. And now it's tomorrow again this week. So hopefully I will actually call you tomorrow with the details. <laughs> All right. Thank you, you so much. Yes, I know you got it. Have a great night. God bless you guys.
Thank you. Thank you. Remember, tune in to HPE Live. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, YouTube. Tune in next week for more do's, don'ts, tips, and gossip, and entertainment.